Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with another episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast, baby. Episode 9. Let's go. We are talking about the college years, the party boy days, you fucking feel me? And I'm just not going to cap on this. I'm going to tell you uncut how fucking insane college was because it was. I mean, I wasn't even there for academics. I was simply there to perfect the craft of sending. So let's get into it. And I'm going to start by telling you how just one night I just randomly fucking found myself in a gay bar in Columbus. I don't even go to school in Columbus. How the fuck did this happen? Let's get into the episode, baby. So as I was saying, we are what probably like halfway through the year uh it's cold as fuck outside i know that and it's a friday we're getting teed up with the boys fucking drinking cold ones playing cards you know doing a little xbox in the dorm rooms and we're looking for a play because not a damn thing going on in the appalachian mountains tonight so you know we're just we're we're sending out feelers here there bing bing not getting much, not getting much on the surrounding schools. And, you know, so it's it's slow motion, as I would call it. And my, my buddy gets a text from his sister saying, oh, we're about to go out tonight. We got some people coming over. Then we're hitting this bar. <laughs> Say less. Let's go. So that's in Columbus. That's about an hour drive from where we're at. We jump in the car. Boom. We out, baby. Skirt off. Get to Seabus. We out in the cut. I'm a fucking half in the bag when we get there, dog. I am sauced. So we walk in, and as soon as I walk in, there's like this dude just jamming on this acoustic guitar, just hitting some shit. Bing, bing, ding, ding. And I'm like, oh, man, that's just what I needed to hear. So I'm like bobbing back and forth, dancing and shit, feeling the song. At one point, I almost went freestyle over it to a goddamn acoustic guitar. So you know I'm in the bag. You know I'm fucked. And I remember at one point this random person was like, look at him. He's really feeling this song. He's really connecting. You're damn right I am. You don't know what these acoustics do to a young G like me. And I remember getting all bashful and like embarrassed and shit. I was like, ah, (laughs) fuck. And like I stopped vibing. But homeboy was killing it. I'm just going to say that. So, you know, we still pre-gaming and shit and, and. These are some grown-ass folks we're with. They're like five to ten years older than us. So let's just say their experience when it comes to the adult life. You know, drinking, going to the bar. I ain't never been to a bar. So I don't know what the fuck to expect, but I'm down with it. You know, I'm cool. I've never been to an adult bar. I've been to college bars at this point in my life. But I ain't never been to a bar like what I thought we were going to. So this is like right when like Uber was really starting to pop off. Boom, we get three Ubers because there's so many of us. First one goes, I get in the second one. Bow, we we head out. We get there. We're still waiting on the second or the third Uber to show up. Got enough time, pop out, smoke a cigarette. I remember that bar was jumping on the outside. I'm like, damn, it's going to take forever to get in. Well, homeboy's sisters were like, well known there because we didn't even have to wait in line we all got right in like fucking maybe uh, like 12 of us there was like there was a lot of us so we get in and it's just as lit inside as it is outside so i'm like oh bet say less let's get it so i'm bopping and shit dancing laughing having a good ass time 
And I remember just being like, all right, you know, I'm in my zone. You put young T in an environment where he should thrive and he's going to thrive. He's going to make something shake. So I'm in there and I'm, I spot a little shorty here, a little honey dip there. And, you know, players will be players. So I start being, being on my player boy shit, putting out little feelers, you know, a little give and take. And at one point I just realized, like, I'm doing a lot more giving than I am receiving anything. to t- I'm not even getting anything to take. And I remember, like, the one home girl was, like, pretty quick to just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something about, like, oh, yeah, well let me see what my girlfriend has to say about it. And I'm like, well, your girlfriend, I'm like, what the fuck she got to do with this. I didn't mention, I didn't know she really meant her real girlfriend. Keep in mind. I didn't even know where the fuck I was at. Like I, I don't I didn't know a gay bar existed. Well, girlfriend come out the bathroom, kiss her right on the mouth. Bow threw me off guard. I remember being like, Oh, okay. Dip off. I ain't never seen two ladies kiss like that before. I was only like 18. I run over to my homeboy like, dude, this bar sucks. And he's like, this bar sucks because you out here trying to get some tail in a gay bar. And I'm like, a gay bar? What are you talking about, playboy? What the fuck is you talking about? He's like, yeah, bro. My sister's gay. We had a gay bar. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know, it is what it is. So I'm like, whatever. We, we keep drinking. At this point, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to send it with the boys. We just going to have a good time. Drinking, 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 laughing, smoking cigarettes, bow, dancing. Got the urge to piss. Time to go, big dog. Let's get it. And anytime I got to piss in public, especially if I'm in the bag, I got to like talk myself through it. Got to mentally prepare. So I'm walking there. I'm like, all right, bet, let's go. You know, like uh, like a cage fighter walking out into the ring. I get excited. You know, it's let's go. And when you let off that first piss after you've been drinking, it's a good feeling. I don't give a fuck who you are. You know that shit feels good. So I get into the bathroom and it's a, uh, let's just say I've seen it before. I've seen this setup before. So I go in and, uh, you know, obviously I don't piss sitting down. So I'm just going to piss on the fucking, and on the toilet. But I do notice you got your toilet paper on one side. You got the hole on the other side. And I never seen that. Well, I have seen it, but. I ain't never seen one in person before. So I'm dropping me a little piss. I hear the door open. I hear some giggling. Hey. I think two, uh, two females walk in. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, if this is what I think it is, it's going to be all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch two girls hooking up. So, hey, boom. They come into the stall next to me. That door hits. Bam. I'm still pissing loud as fuck. You stream like a horse, dog. I piss loud. So I'm in there and they're like, oh, and I hear like some weird shit going on. What do you fucking know? Like, just like I was in Bang Bros, goddamn dick comes through the hole. Glory hole, baby. I just remember being like, oh, hell no, dude. Hell no. Fucking hurried up, finished that piss and just started fumbling with the lock. I was like, so uh, like fear filled that I was just like fucking the lock up I couldn't get it to open and I just remember like hearing him giggle again and like one of them was like ooh and I was just like no 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 just yelling it like no like they were gonna get me or something and eventually I got the lock open and I didn't even wash my hands I don't think I zipped up my fucking pants dude I just ran and like ran from the bathroom right out the front doors and on the way out my buddy was standing at the bar and I just ran past him like fuck this shit 
like probably like five minutes later, he ended up coming out like, dude, what the fuck? What's wrong? And I'm just like, dude, I don't want to talk about it. All I'm going to say is there's a glory hole in the men's bathroom. And I was on the receiving end and he was like, bro, did you suck a dick? And I was like, no, I didn't suck a dick. You fucking asshole. But I fucking feel weird and I'm ready to go. So call me an Uvu Javer and get me out of here. And I remember waking up the next morning feeling kind of weird. Like, not like I had gotten taken advantage of, but like, like I was like preyed on or some shit, you know, like I just didn't really like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to think about it. I know now what it's like for women when men do dumbass shit. So my heart goes out to y'all. Let's keep the episode going. So like when I got to school, uh, I never really spent like a lengthy amount of time in the Appalachian Mountains. So like once you move there, just like naturally you take advantage of those views because it's beautiful. Like it's absolutely beautiful there. So like we were always doing like just like different shit. And, you know, like we would go on hikes a lot because like where where my dorm was and like all of like me and my guys were all in the same dorm. Our dorm was butted up to probably like debatably one of the best trails uh, it like on all of campus to like go into the mountains. So it was like literally like a 30 second walk from the dorm and you were already in the trails like going going up up the mountain. So. We, uh, I think we were like, I don't know. It was late, dude. It was dark out by the time we decided we were going to do this. So I remember like we're burning some gas and fucking, you know, drinking. I think we were drinking something disgusting, like Lady Belai or Fireball. Like we couldn't just drink beer like a normal fucking person. Like we were getting, we were getting fucking destroyed. And so we're like, all right, we're going to go on this hike. And it was like four guys, four girls. And we start heading up this mountain. And my buddy is a fucking madman. Like he's just, uh, he's an adrenaline junkie. Like he'll just do anything. So like, he's like going off the trail and shit and like, it's dark. So it's hard to find him. And I remember like, we like at one point, like walked up on, this this bonfire that was just going in the woods so we got up and we're like what the fuck like who's out here right now and like dude just like anything the Appalachian Mountains are beautiful but they're also creepy because the people that live there have those are like generations and generations of people who have lived in those mountains and never came down they've never even left the city let alone some of them haven't left those mountains So, like, it is creepy when, like, you walk up on some shit and you're like, what the fuck? So, like, we walk up on this fire. Boom. He's cool. He ends up being a student. He's just out there, like, just kicking it. Basically doing what we're doing. But, like, my buddy was, like, fucking with him. Like, was, like, sneaking up on him and shit. And, like, so it is what it is. Um, We're talking to this dude for a little bit. And then, like, eventually we're like, dude, where did he go? So, like, my buddy's gone again. He's fucking missing. So, like, we're literally trying to find him. And, like, we come up on this another fucking group of people. And they're, like, these people are, we didn't come into contact. We could see them down the hill. And they're, like, carrying torches and shit and fucking chanting and shit. And I don't really know what it was that we walked up on. But I knew it wasn't something I wanted to fucking be a part of. So, I've been, like, fuck this. So, I start blowing dude's phone up. I end up. We end up splitting up in groups. Uh, two of us went 
uh, west, two of us went east, and none of us went north, which is where that cult fucking meeting was going down. So we're like, if our buddy's with them, he's gone now. Just let that be. So we split up. Don't fucking find him. It's been like three hours. We're like, dude, where the fuck is this dude? So eventually we're like, we got to call it quits. So we get back. We call um, the campus police and the park rangers. And we're like, we went out there with our friend and he's been gone for like over three hours. We don't know where he's at. We can't get a hold of him. La da da. And dude, I feel like this is just the way life works. Um, Like, especially like as a kid. But like right when you think like things just can't get any worse or like you're like telling this like over exaggerated story to someone, you're like, they're never going to believe this. He's like, well, just try to call him one more time. The officer's like, just try to call him one more time. Boom. And the bitch fuck it. He answers the phone like, what's up, buddy? I'm like, dude, where have you been? It's been three goddamn hours. We almost got killed by a cult. Where the fuck are you? He's like, oh, dude, I got lost. I ended up running up on these dudes rolling weed in a truck he pulled the gun out on me but he ended up being a good dude so he's uh he's gonna drop me off i'm in the bed of his truck i'm like all right dickhead we'll see you soon you could have let us know this he's like sorry dude i ended up getting in the car smoking some weed with him (laughs) okay bud so he finally gets back and i remember being like you dickhead what the fuck is wrong with you and the cops were just like dude like you guys can't ever be out there at night like it closes at nightfall for a reason. Like if you get lost, you won't come back and and you don't know who's going to find you out there. And I'm like, yeah, the goddamn cult could have found me. So, you know, the next day I'm just like, dude, you're a dickhead. But he was like so cool with the dude that pulled this gun out on him that we ended up like kicking it with this dude. And we called him Georgia and he wasn't, I mean, he lived in Georgia for a period of time, but I think he was like really from Florida, like grew up in Florida and then like had moved. Whatever. We're calling him Georgia. We called him Georgia then. He's still probably called Georgia now. And this dude was a uh, vet that served in Iraq and Afghanistan and was a cool dude. But you could tell like he was fucked up from the war, like he had seen some things. And you would really only be able to tell like once he had been drinking a lot. And it wasn't like he had a bad temper. It was just certain things would like set him off in a very strange way. And, you know, so this, the remainder of the story actually goes on once I'm not there anymore, about a year or two years later. And I end up getting a call because of this Georgia dude and he ended up getting into an argument with the owner of the only bar in town that we had in the city that our school was in. Literally the only bar in town. He gets into a fucking argument with the bar owner. Like if you want to drink on the weekends, don't fuck up your relationship with the owner of the only bar in town. And it was a piece of shit bar. Like, you know, it was a true hole in the wall bar. But like I said, don't fuck that play up. So they must have gotten into an argument about God knows what. And they end up like taking it into the back, the back patio where everyone smokes. And they get into some type of like altercation. And Georgia fucking shoots the owner in the face, like shoots him in the head, kills him. 
And I remember like hearing this and just being like, oh my God, like, what do you mean? Like, why would he do that? Because the town is so small that like we obviously we knew Georgia, but we knew the owner of the bar and he was just a good dude. Like there was just I that could have been prevented. So like hearing it, it broke my heart. And I just remember being like, wow. And so re, like after I hear this, I end up looking into it, reading the report. And I guess after the gunshot, he Georgia ran back to his home and barricaded himself in his house, you know, like. It, it more so sounds like he went back into war mode because he had barricaded himself. I think he had like pulled the toilet and the tub out of from the wall and blocked them on both the front and back doors so no one could get in and was like hunkered down. And SWAT had surrounded his house for hours and eventually got in and arrested him. And now like, dude, obviously he's in prison for the rest of his life. And it's like crazy to me to think that like just like that, your life can be gone, you know? Um, and, and it's like the other thing too is just like, you know, if we wouldn't have gone on that hike and lost our buddy that night, we never would have known him. And that's scary too. Like what if that would have been one of us, you know, like what if we would have just said the wrong thing and he would have shot and killed one of us. And then like, we're not here anymore. And like, it, it scares me more now because like, I'm a father. Like, what if I wasn't, what if I didn't get to be here for this over something that, that could and should have been prevented, you know, and my heart goes out to that community still because it took a long time for them to kind of rebuild, you know? And then like, that was like an old coal mining city. So those are like hardworking blue collar people that, like to drink on the weekends and like, it was just like stripped from them overnight over something so stupid. Um, I do want to, and, and I guess in memory of the owner of that bar, tell a funny story. Let's keep it going. I'll tell you something good here about, uh, the night where I demanded two beers. Let's get into it. So like we were broke ass college kids. So when we would go to the bar, well, basically what we would do is we would buy like a 30 rack of beer or like whatever. And we would like drink them in the car outside in the parking lot or like sneak them in and drink them and act like we bought them from there. Just cause like we didn't have the money to buy bar drinks. Like that shit was expensive and none of us had jobs. We were all in school. So we used to do that a lot. And I remember like one night something it was just jumping like everyone on campus was in this bar all having a good time and me and my buddy the same buddy that got lost in the fucking woods um i look at him and i'm like just like in my zone feeling like the man and i'm like hey you want a beer bro and he's like yeah like why wouldn't i i'm like all right and like like something out of a movie i just like slap on the table one time i'm like two beers here bartender cracks both of them open slides them down the bar like i'm in the wild west catch both of them hand one of my buddy clink it take a sip bartender um you know maybe five seconds later slaps that receipt down that'll be five dollars i said whoa shit i said uh looked at my buddy i said you got the money he goes no you asked me if i wanted the beer i said but i don't have no money he goes then you shouldn't have ordered the beer so I remember like bouncing around from every person, like, give me $5. They're like, fuck no. 
So much so to the point where like I literally had to ask the owner of the bar if I could just reimburse him with two other beers that I had in the car. And he was just like, are you serious, bro? And like, dude, like I've never felt so embarrassed, like financially in my entire life that he was just like, whatever, just drink the beer, but I'm not giving you any more. And I was just like, yes, sir. You know, like, sorry, sir. And it's like still to this day, like if I call my buddy on the phone and say two beers here, he'll fucking say it back and dog me for it. Like, it's just hilarious. The bullshit that that we go through. I'm going to actually try to give him a call and see if I can get him on the line real quick. Just a second. All right. Never mind. His uh, his manager was standing next to him when I called him. So we ain't going to get into that. Let's keep it going. So, yeah, like, long story short, like, basically, after that, I feel like everyone on fucking campus knew me as two beers here. Like, everyone knew it because my buddy was just going around telling anyone, like, if you had two ears and weren't in a conversation, he was going to find you and tell you the two beers here story. So, like, I feel like, dude, still, if I were to touch down on that campus today, they'd be like, two beers here, two beers here. Hey, that's the two beers here. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Okay? I was just a kid. I'll go fucking buy two beers right now. Bunch of dickheads. And fuck you if you're listening to this, Clay Bob. I know you will be because I told you I'm talking about this story, but fuck ya. Fuck ya, bitch. Let's get into some more conversation. So when you get to college, you kind of meet like some, some people that are similar to you. And then you meet some people that are just awesome in their own ways. And I met this dude, his name's Ebel. We call him Ebel Knievel. And he was a fucking awesome dude. He was just like always doing cool shit. He was like rock climbing and whitewater rafting, canoeing. He would do anything, camping. He did it. He did it all. He was like a true outdoorsman, fishing. He'll do anything. And he was also like a major party boy. Like, dude, everyone loved him. He would fucking like jump off the balcony and break tables, box people. He was just fucking always just the life of the party. This dude was a sender for sure. Like was just awesome. And basically, you know, like when I first met him at welcome week, he was like, he was drinking something, something random, like some random beer that I had like, I just never saw nobody drinking it. And it's like, he caught my eye then. So we meet, you know, we start, we start kicking it and he like puts me on game to like a bunch of different shit that I normally wouldn't have never tried, especially like the outdoor stuff. Like I kind of grew on that stuff as, as evil grew on me. And I remember one day me, him and clay Bob were kicking it and we're drinking and shit. And he's like, um, we're going to create rafts and we're going to go raft down the Hocking River. And I'm like, dude, my fat ass is not going to float on no handmade raft. He's like, all right, well, I'll do it and you guys will follow me. We're like, all right, but like say no more. So we go down to the river and he like literally makes this makeshift boat uh, like out of wood and rope and he even like put a fucking flag on the bitch and dude, the boat like looked kind of crispy. It was like funny looking. It was, it was like hilarious watching him make this thing. 
and he gets it in the water and goes to sit on it and like immediately just like goes underwater and we're like oh shit like all that time and effort and the boat didn't even fucking work but he was just like not accepting no for an answer so like this dude literally just put his arms like on the the most floatable piece of wood and just let the river carry him down the fucking like just let the uh the stream like carry him down the river and so we're like in my buddy's silverado just like following and i'm in the bed of the truck like recording the whole thing and i still have the video i'll upload it if if evil's okay with me doing it and like dude he's just like there'd be points where like we couldn't see him because just the way the road and the like river met so we're like waiting waiting and we'd be like fuck dude like did he get did he get tossed by a rock or like did he go underwater like where is he and they like eventually you just hear him screaming like yeah yeah and they're like there he would be you're like yes evil hell yeah so like dude eventually like he gets he gets to the end point of like where we were gonna pick him up at and dude he is just like soaking wet i think he lost a fucking shoe you know, i think maybe his pants were off at one point and we're just like dude you're fucking insane i have never met anyone that is one that confident in building a boat by hand and trusting that it'll take him from point a to point b but once it fails still continuing to do it if you guys can see what i saw that day you would be like this dude is a fucking hero this dude should be the president of the united states it was just crazy i'm just like dude like i would never in my right fucking mind ever do what he just did let me just put it this way if you think that you could survive on an island stranded by yourself you better phone a friend and call evil because he's going to make it happen and if he doesn't he's still going to carry the confidence as if he were able to do it just going to say that's a guy i want in my corner let's keep the episode going baby so like as soon as i got to college i clicked clicked up with a bunch of good dudes um and we get like there was no sanctioned fraternities on campus when we got there but you know we'd spend a majority of our weekends um you know going to the surrounding schools and partying with with those groups and we kind of liked the camaraderie and the and the brotherhood so we were like well fuck it you know how hard does it have to be to start your own fraternity so you know we we start looking into what makes a fraternity a fraternity and you know, aside from like a rich history, um, they all have to start somewhere. So, you know, we start looking up what it takes, you know, and there's a lot more than just meets the eye. It's not just a fucking place where guys get together and party on the weekends. You know, you got to um, give back to the community. You have to carry a certain grade point average. There's like a lot of shit that goes into it. So like, obviously the initial idea sounded good. It sounded like something we could do and pull off, but you know, we, we quickly realized that like, if we wanted to make it happen, we had to get permission from the school board. There's just a lot of shit we had to do. So we ended up like emailing the, the, um, Dean and he was okay with it. The only issue is, is that he was like finishing off the semester 
and he couldn't grant it until the the following semester. So like we could get everything in order, but he couldn't grant us permission to be a legit fraternity until the following semester. Only issue is that he was retiring at the end. So like it was literally the worst timing ever. Um, so, you know, we, we still gave it a shot. Um, and the, you know, the first thing is you got to create, uh, you know, a name and what you guys stand for and stand by. And I remember like immediately, like we all went to this Mexican restaurant and we're like sipping margaritas. There's like fucking like 10 of us there. Um, and we're just kind of like assigning roles as to who will do what and how everything is going to work in the beginning stages. And we're like, what about the name? And my buddy was just like, well, let's, uh, let's pull up the fucking alphabet and figure it out. And immediately someone's like, let's be a Tapa Kega brew. And it was just fucking hilarious. Like Tapa Kega brew. That's fucking awesome. But obviously the Dean's not going to be cool with that. So we're like, well, we got to figure out something that will still make us TKB, but Obviously, a nickname, a coin term for the students can be Tapa Kegger Brew, but what else can we be? And we came up with uh, Theta Kappa Beta, and we we just kind of ran with that. So, like, although things never fell through, we carried that TKB name. I mean, we still could. Like, if I called my boys up right now, if I called Shizzy, Braxton, Russell, Derek, Clayton, Josh, if I called any of them right now, and yelled TKB. They already know what time it is. Like we rep that shit like it was a goddamn gang. And you know we had a really good time with it. I think like those are like the ideas. Like those are the things I look back on. And just like truly enjoyed. Like we were still just kids having fun. And just trying to like be creative. Keep in mind like that's the first time we had ever been away from home for a long period of time. So we're just like trying to create a family away from our families because it's it's hard adjusting there so you know we uh we carry that tkb name with pride although like the fraternity never came um to to be a real thing we enjoyed every minute of it and then that like following year all the guys had uh the house so we technically just called that the tkb house um we'd throw the parties there we'd kick it and that was just like like the big dogs on campus. Like that's all that was. And I just enjoyed every freaking minute of it, dude. It was awesome. So I, I will say that, you know, um, if your school never had a fraternity, consider making one. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it, but it can be a fun memory. Uh, even if you guys just do it like just to fuck around. Um, obviously, don't disrespect any real fraternities uh in the in the making but have some fun with it that's what college is about that's what like being a young adult is all about um and I, dude i really miss those guys you know like I, I i try to keep in touch with all of them a lot of them listen to the the mind if i crash podcast which is like awesome because all those dudes are like out doing their own thing and like they're all super creative and they're just living life like it's awesome to see where we're all at right now um you know derek he's got a family now he was just on vacation uh in a beautiful area and i wish i remembered what it was i have it saved in our chat um but you know like him and his his girl and their little family went to go see her family and just like the most beautiful scenery 
And I was just like, bro, like, I love that you're there. I love what you're doing. That is so cool. Uh, you know, my boys in Columbus, Josh, Braxton, Shizzy, like those dudes are so creative in their own ways. Um, you know, like it's just, you know, that they're all talented enough to be influencers and stars and like potentially famous one day and they can change the world by the things that they do. Shizzy with his artwork, with his photography, Braxton with his artwork and Josh with the music. Like these dudes are just so talented in their own ways. And when they set their mind to something, they just do it. You know, uh, Clay Bob being just one of the hardest working dudes that I've ever met in my life. So disciplined and just like ready to take on the world as it comes, you know, not afraid of anything, you know, living a good life. The, the one dude that like literally finished school, got a great job and just bought a house like it was nothing, you know, like that makes me so proud of him. And, and me and Clay probably talked the most out of like all of the guys just because we were so close. And it's more so because like we lived right next to each other in the dorms and I miss that shit, dude. You know, shout out to Russell. You know, Russell is one dude that could talk to anyone and could literally like move anywhere in the world and be fine because he's so sociable. He's just like he's so outgoing. It's it's awesome to have met these people. Uh, sorry for the long shout out. I love you guys. If you're listening to this, I miss the fuck out of you. Let's do a TKB episode soon. Let's get it, boys. Let's keep the episode going. So to briefly recap on a quick uh, quick story, a uh, funny story about the group of guys, and I'll even just re- let him remain nameless. Um, uh, one of the gentlemen that I just mentioned, though, uh, was the culprit of this story. So, uh, you know, we're out and we're, we're doing our thing. And honestly, I think it was the first day back from winter break. And the dude technically was like a transfer student. So he came, it was like his, his really his first weekend on campus here. And, um, you know, so we're out partying and he knew some of the guys from back home. So he just fit right in. We're doing our thing. And then like, as the night went on, like we hadn't seen, like seen anyone in a month because winter break from college is fucking forever. So, like, you know, we're enjoying it. Like, we hadn't seen each other. So, we were getting fucking teed up, doing our thing. And, like, the night just got wild quick. And I just remember, like, you know, the the shit split. And, like, eventually, you know, I lost the guys. I just went back with my roommate and crashed out. And then the next morning, I get a call from Shizzy. And he's like, bro, homeboy got fucking lost last night and didn't even make it back. Because, like, I had a bunch of missed calls and shit trying to figure out where dude was at like I'm, I'm assuming that's what they were trying to do and basically like long story short like homeboy like first weekend on campus gets fucking destroyed and literally like didn't know how to find his way back to the dorms and like at one point apparently like he was like climbing on the like like the on-ramp of the highway and like obviously we're in the Appalachian Mountains so like everything's fucked up he like fell down the fucking part of the mountain and like hit all these fucking pricker bushes or barbed wire because he got all cut up and like dude like if you knew where our campus was in where the highway was like dude that's a solid like dude probably like 12 mile difference so like homeboy walked deep 
and then still made it back in the morning like uh, like inevitably found his way and made it back and like his phone was dead so it's not like he was able to use maps or nothing like that like bro how the fuck did you not die how did a brown bear how did a bear not just find you and fucking eat you like you're just climbing in the wilderness just trying to find your way and like dude that kind of opened our eyes up like bro we can't be getting teed up alone like we got to make sure we got a buddy system and like after that like we didn't fuck around like we made sure that we had like someone to fucking make sure we all got home and like because there was part of the campus that was just sketchy like living where them townies were a bunch of tweaked out methods and shit like you just got to be careful at times so you know just don't get teed up and climb up a fucking on-ramp of the highway that's the message of this story let's keep shit going baby so like i'm not sure if y'all have ever um like if you guys are if you guys listen to this and you fuck with the greek life you're in a frat or sorority or whatever the fuck um you guys know that it is downright a sin to have a man sleep or even go upstairs in a sorority house you don't fucking let it happen and if you do you don't get caught letting it happen and let me just say the one fucking time in my life where i even found myself in this situation it ended the worst possible way it ever could have ended you know so i'm out drinking with the boys it's fest season and you know we're on campus just getting it in and you know i'm fucking 50 shades of black by the end of the night i am fucking sauced and i need to find somewhere to to go because i'm not getting back to my dorm that's for fucking sure so um you know shorty's at the bar and she's like dude she fucking invites me she's like yo come on you and this dude you're coming back with me and my friend we're going to the sorority i'm like uh i mean even i know you know a lot of fucking do that but i'm like whatever let's go so we you know we get there and immediately i'm like fucking amazed at how big this place is it's like four or five stories it's a fucking mansion of just a bunch of females young young college girls running around obviously it was like late at night so they weren't running around god forbid i got spotted by someone it could have been terrible you know i was just not in a I was too intoxicated to be able to handle a situation as intense as that. So we get in and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I, I've been partying all day. I want to shower, wash my balls, wash my ass, brush my teeth. And I remember, like, being like, take me to your bathroom now. And we get in. And it's a god. It's like a fucking locker room for, for women. A bunch of showers, a, you know, a bunch of sinks and shit. And I'm like, give me your toothbrush. And I need a towel. So, like, I don't, I didn't think I ended up taking a shower, but, you know, just because surely out of, like, I couldn't have, I couldn't risk anyone seeing me. Um, you know, we do our thing. I, I brush my teeth, and then we get back into, like, their little, like, the two chicks, like, shared a part of the house together. So we get in there, and we're, like, you know, just kicking it and shit. And I remember just, like, being so fucking tired that I knew I needed to sleep. And, dude, I passed out. I was getting ready to pass out. And I remember one of the shorties was just like, hey, like, you guys got to be gone early, early, early in the morning. Um, because we have a chapter meeting and everyone in the sorority, whether they live in the house or don't, they're going to be here bright and early. So y'all got to be gone before then. 
I'm like, all right, well, my phone's about to die. So I either need a charger. I need one of you guys to wake me up. And, you know, I was just expecting them to be like, yeah, fuck that. Um, Here's a charger. (laughs) They were like, yeah, we'll wake you up. I'm like, uh, doubtful, you know, because these girls are more in the bag than I am at this point. So we, you know, we, we, I fall asleep. Um, when I fell asleep, dude, like homeboy was right there with like, he was, I could see him when I fell asleep. And so I'm knocked out, dude, I fucking wake up and it's bright as fuck out. Uh, no one's waking me up. I look around, everyone's fucking sleeping. Homeboy's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, my phone's dead, so I have no idea what time it is. I shake one of the girls, and I'm like, yo, I, I had to go walk into their room because, like, they're in a they're in their own little thing. Me and the homeboy were on the couch, um, but I, it's like I could see them all. So I run in there. And I'm like, yo, what time is it? And she's like, uh, she like looks at her phone, and she's like, uh, you need to run. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm fucking. I grab my little. Uh, Ralph Lauren button up on a little frat boy look and I fucking dude I just dart mind you when I entered the house it was dark the house is fucking huge and I have no idea how to get out dude I just start fucking running down hallways taking any flight of stairs I see eventually I get down and it looks like I'm gonna have to exit through the front door and I can hear people walking around, talking. It sounds like someone's down there cooking an omelet, something. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm like, dude, if they see me, I don't even know what I thought was going to happen. I thought like if they saw me, they were going to like tie me up to a chair and like during their chapter meeting, let everyone fucking, you know, take lashes on a whip at me or some shit. You know, like who knows what the fuck I really thought was about to happen there. I just knew I wasn't trying to be a part of it. So, you know, I, I, I see the front door as I'm coming down the stairs and I know I just got to fucking book it. So I run, of course, the goddamn door is locked. So I'm fucking with the lock, get it open, run down the steps. Like I said, it's a fucking mansion. So the steps are huge. It's like a 20 set staircase. And as I'm running down, there's like seven blonde hair fucking sorority girls walking up. And I'm fucking still putting my Ralph Lauren shirt on, trying to fuck with the buttons while I'm running down the stairs. And I just remember being like, good morning, ladies, and ran, dude. It fucking took off. I didn't stop until I got to the dorm and sure shit, my phone's off. Lost my fucking key to get in. No one can no one can let me in. There's no one up. It's, it's early on a fucking Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, eventually someone walked out you know some student walked out and i i i was just i darted i didn't ask hey can you can you hold that i i ganked the door open and walked right in you know and banged on my door until i could get in you know uh, fuck that i thought it would be cool to say yeah i slept in a sorority house even though no man is allowed to but that was the farthest thing from the cool cool part you know there was actually nothing cool about that story at all that was a constant panic attack for me Uh, and and honestly 10 out of 10 would not recommend zero out of 10 would not recommend you do that let's keep things going if you've ever been to ohio university during what they call fest season then you know that 
straight nonsense goes on that month and a half that that should exist. You know, realistically, uh, you know, I think that there should be a waiver form that you have to sign before you take part in what the fuck goes on there. Because that campus turns into a fucking wasteland, you know, straight run by savages for a month and a half. And at the end, you need a fucking doctor uh, or an IV because you've been fucking drinking four locos and getting iced every other fucking weekend. You know, now now Tommy, your, your brother and your fraternity's got fucking diabetes because he's been taking so many wine coolers to the fucking dome. You know, it's shit like that that they don't talk about, you know, and and it's not so much that like I think it should be on that cancel culture bullshit because it is a good time. If you know how to handle yourself, it's a great fucking time. But you got Tommy now that has diabetes because he doesn't know to not fucking mix for loco with smearing off ice. You got uh, Suzanne who went cross eyed because she's been on fucking Adderall for the last three weeks. You know, it's a bunch of chaos. It's fucking insane. Uh, and, and honestly, if I were to try to put my body through something like that today, holy shit, I'd have a, I'd have a fucking heart attack. I would die. I don't even know how I survived it then. You know, I remember at the tail end of that, just waking up being like, well, I didn't know right from left. Shit was dark, dude. Real dark. And it's like at the worst possible time of year. Who the fuck is making these rules? You know, there's no rules. And the cops really don't give a fuck, you know. Uh, unless your porch collapses and, you know, someone gets hurt from falling off the porch or some shit. They don't give a fuck. They'll come. They'll they'll cancel one party and they'll watch everyone walk to the house right next door no fucks given you know they're not trying to arrest people it's too much paperwork dude it's a savage land and i'm too old even to try to do that again nor do i want to but holy shit what what type of chaos you know and like i look back on it and like i th i thought i was grown then i was just a fucking kid you know i was i was young so that's all I'm going to say is if you're if you're you're still in college or you're at an age where you can still go and partake in college events, you better consult with your family doctor before you go, you know, let them know, hey, you know, um, you know, talk to me about the dangers of, you know, uh, of beer bonging uh, for loco gold. To impress a, a girl, you know, talk to me about the dangers of drinking a Smirnoff iced that I found in the bathroom, you know, it's just so you're know, you know what, what to look out for, you know, be aware, um, you know, and also let them know, Hey, I'm going to walk about, you know, 10 miles in some beat to shit, uh, steel toe boots. You know, I'm going to have to get to the fest. I got to go to the concert. I got to walk 10 miles because no one's, you know, sober enough to drive. Do you think that I should get some Dr. Scholl's? What do you think, Doc? Do you think I should invest in some Dr. Scholl's for that, for that hike that I have to make in my steel toe boots? Mind you, once I get there, Doc, I'm going to be standing for about another fucking 12 hours. What do you think, Doc? Do you think you can sign me off a prescription?
you know, of some some good shit, some pain meds, because my heels are going to be fucked. What do you think, Doc? You know, and take that as a take that as a public service announcement. You know, take it as you will. Let's keep it going. All right, guys. So I just want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for listening every week. Even if you just listen when you can, it makes the biggest difference to me watching those views go up, checking my insights, seeing who's listening, where they're listening from. All that stuff makes my day, you know, and I do this really for fun. I do this as a way to express myself in a healthy way. And if you know me and you've known me in the past, you know that I I used to not have the, the most healthy choice and vices. So to do something like this and be able to do it once a week, you know, really helps me, uh, you know, it just helps me be a better person, um, you know, be a healthier person. Uh, and and that's really all that I started this for, um, just to be able to do something that I'm passionate about. And if you don't know, like from from start to finish, I, I do everything because I want to, because I want the knowledge. Obviously, you know, before doing this, I had co-hosted on a podcast, but as far as like, you know, um, organizing beforehand, being the tech and host at the same time, editing afterwards, you know, I do all of it myself now and I'm learning on the go. Uh, and I get a lot of positive feedback and, and some people can critique me and I take it all into consideration for the betterment of the Mind If I Crash podcast. So, you know, never stop giving me feedback, never stop giving me requests. Um, I take it all into consideration and I love every bit of it, the good, the bad and the ugly. I, I take all of it uh, into consideration for the betterment of the show, my viewers and me. Um, because this is something that I love to do and I don't want to stop doing it anytime soon. You know, uh, this is something that like gets me through some days, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm just going through one of those spots right now where I'm going through some shit in life. Um, nothing, nothing that's, you know, at risk of, of my health or anything like that, but it's just one of those times in my life where life is just kicking my ass fucking all around. And this gets me by, you know, me, me doing this, uh, my daughter, my, my beautiful daughter, um, you know, there's just so much to be grateful for right now in life. And this is definitely one of it. So if you guys listen this week, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to the mind if I crash podcast, and I'll catch you next week, folks. Take it easy until then.